Okie dokie. Hello, galactic aliens and various other sentient beings. This is another episode of the Star Trek Reliant podcast. I am Duncan Idaho, your DM for tonight. And remember, our email is reliant at starbaseugc.com. Already got some fan mail there. So, yeah, if you want to chime in on the show, offer Lower Decks characters, and um, suggest some madness with us, then, yeah, totally go for that. Uh, tonight, though, we're just going to have a relatively low-key episode with a few of our regular cast. So, starting off, we've got JB playing our security officer, Mr. Chorog. Praise Kalos and pass the rum. Next, we've got our chief medical officer, Dr. Eli O'Connor, played by Nick. That's a me. I, I got nothing witty to say. And we've got our con officer, played by... Carlin Arjunati. Day 67. The entire group is part of the same delusion of working on a podcast. If you find this message, send help. Help will not come. And lastly, we've got uh, our chief engineer, Rick Tier, played by Bazag. This is indeed a podcast, and I have the recording to prove it. Nice. So, our game kicks off tonight with the camera panning around the Starship Reliant, doing a nice little slow pass while the ship's at uh, warp. Everything's calm, everything's quiet, the camera passes through a window into Cargo Bay 2. Now, who would be working in Cargo Bay 2? Just a little miscellaneous crate stacking and low-key work to get you out of diplomatic escort duty. Uh, Tear would be there just going over some um, some stock, just doing a quick uh, analysis of the inventory and um, how, how it's all managed. I was about to say, don't look for Kara there. She's a pilot slash scientist. Manual labor is very much not her thing. Vote for it to get out of diplomatic escort duty. Yeah, but see, someone's got to fly the ship. We've got Ensign Moon for that. Kara walks up behind Ensign Moon. <laughs> nerve pinches him. Yeah, see, someone's got to fly the ship. <laughs> All right, anyone else? Chorog, for example. Wink, wink. Oh, Chorog is poking about the cargo bay, you know, stashing away a few personal items that he doesn't want certain someone to find. All right. Uh, I'm going to have you roll an insight engineering check. Hang on one second. I'll pull my character sheet up here. Ah, there you are. Two successes. So as you're stashing your stash, you find there's a panel behind your stash. And in that panel is a cache. A cache behind your stash. It's a place for my stuff. Uh, Chog notices this particular access hatch that he's never seen before. What What the hell is this? Opens a, opens a hatch and finds... Oh, no, you don't get to say what you find, because we're going to roll for that. All right. George, George pulls out one of his knives and manages to pry the panel loose, and he sees and something in there. It's a little, it's dark, it's a little bit stinky in there, but he does see something in there. Wait a second, I'm right, uh, typing something up right now, so I've got a consistent scheme for what your roles are going to represent. Alright, so what am I rolling? So, what you're going to roll is you're going to roll 3d20. 
And on multiples of 0 to 5, you can get certain items. Just 3d20? Yeah. Okay. So, just a sec. I'm just going to do one last thing. Alrighty. You got a 7, an 8, and a 9 effectively. So you find ooze, narcotics, and weapons. How do these get here? These aren't mine. Wait, wait, actually, booze, narcotics, and... Oh, wait, wait. Instead of booze, I misread something. Okay, so you find weapons or narcotics. Instead of booze, there's no booze. What you find is a um, isolinear rod in a special container. Isolinear rod? These things are Cardassian. These things are hard to find. So there's a question of what's going to be on the isolinear rod. Weapons themselves, too, are fairly generic disruptor weapons. There's a Klingon one, but it basically looks like a, what you would more or less uh, expect to find in a low-key stash of contraband. Oh, this thing's good for parts. The narcotics? Oh, well, let's have a group vote on this one. What would be a... <laughs> We're going to do the Whose Lances Anyway it's approach. Give me a name of a type of Star Trek narcotic that we haven't dealt with yet. So we basically have Ketcher Cell White. What would be some other kind of narcotic that they would find in Star Trek that isn't named? Just because it's been done with everything else, Romulan cocaine. <laughs> sparkle powder. Romulan sparkle powder. Which is okay. <laughs> Hupari and beetle snuff. Oh, we've done that. It's also, like, is that necessarily narcotic i mean it's like crushed beetle you just inhale it questionable what effect it has i mean well Hold on, i need to look up the memes of iced tea and law and order like I... okay but you've the narcotics is a small container of romulan sparkle powder Ooh, this could be fun known for its hallucinogenic effects indeed fun so you've got some weapon parts basically romulan sparkle powder and the isolinear rod. Rick Tier, do an insight security check. Alright, well it's uh, 11. Let's do the roll. One success. One success. You notice Chorog playing in a very deep panel over the side of the room. Yeah, uh, Rick just sort of like quickly finishes up inspecting whatever and inspecting put it, puts it back looks the crate up and um, yet gets one of the ensigns to start putting it back where it came from and starts going around towards behind Chorog uh, what have you found there? I presume there's a reason there's something you found there's generally not many reasons to for one stick their head in a Charo quickly pockets the sparkle powder. And insight security roll for a Rictier. <laughs> Again. Ooh. You definitely notice he pockets he pockets a small container. Uh if he wanted to, he could do a opposed roll. Okay, yeah, let's go for it. Uh Charog, let's do for you uh presence or daring security? Uh, I would say control security personally, but Okay, yeah, let's do control security. You see, there's kind of a sleight of hand, Rick, uh, Rick, but you're not sure what 
what uh, he just did. So, what do you have there? Well, sure, I was putting away some of my personal personal effects in one of my personal storage crates, and I found this unusual panel. It looked like it'd been here for ages, didn't know what it was. I pried the panel open, and I found some interesting contraband, sir. I found an old-style counterfeit KDF disruptor pistol, which is basically good for parts at this point. I also found this other miscellaneous, this other miscellaneous container with a isolinear optolithic data rod. Where'd this come from? I want to do a do a check myself to see if. Uh, and um, there was was there an, there wasn't anything else there, right? Oh, sir, just the weapons and this ancient. I saw your data rod. These are these are Cardassian. These are very hard to find. What are they doing on a Federation ship? Hmm, all right. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure we've got some got something that we can look into. Uh, the computer lab should have have something that we could access. I will head there and, that, see, and see if I can get this red. At this moment, Bryce walks into uh, the cargo bay. Uh, Rick calls, up, calls Bryce over. Hmm, yes. What is it, Lieutenant? Uh, it seems, uh, my, uh, our Norskin friend here has discovered some kind of stash, uh, behind this mm, panel. I see, I see. Um, what kind of stash? Um, well, sir, I found this old, this very cheaply constructed counterfeit Klingon disruptor pistol. This thing's good for parts, basically. Some other... Unknown configuration disruptor, which I haven't had a chance to examine or try, test out yet. And I found this very old container covered, it was covered in dust in this very unusual panel. It's a Cardassian optolithic data rod. You know, these are hard to find. What's this doing on a Federation ship? Hmm. Good question indeed. I'll have the uh, cargo bay cordoned off if that is not too much of a bother for you, uh, Richter. Uh, I'm I'm almost done. We can. We, it, it is um, just some basic inventory management. We can delay until this is resolved. Very good. I'll have a team investigate this issue. Uh, would you deliver the isolinear data rod to the security station? Immediately, as well as all the weaponry. So with that, uh, Bryce begin, takes out a tricorder, begins examining it, directing himself while various security we are, uh, cogs begin to turn on this particular matter. But elsewhere on the ship, there's a little bit more activity because we are on our way to Starbase Magellan with a couple of VIPs. The station has started to take shape. It's got some minimal accommodations as well as a developing promenade and some... Uh, diplomatic space, and a conference is going on at the current moment, planning what might be done out this way. Given Reliance crew composition, though, we are not transporting anyone from the Klingon Empire or Romulan Republic or the Federation. Instead, we are carrying a couple of Ibi, high diplomatic er, positions do this conference, as they have volunteered to help out the situation. Karajun Rani and Sachi Jigoro have been called for special duty to assist 
in this escort service. Kara, however, has the opportunity to weasel her way out of it. So we uh. cut to the bridge, or Graves' quarters, uh, re- or Graves' ready room, if anyone would like to plead their case for not being on diplomatic duty. I mean, technically speaking, we've seen that Picard had a bed in his ready room. Maybe that Graves just never leaves. <laughs> well, sir, someone's got to fly the ship. I am the main pilot. We do have uh, Graves uh, nods and says we do have Ensign Moon. Or and, and you just sent me the new SOAR and had me deal with all that. Very diplomatically, well. I might add. I you might did very well with that. And yeah, with and I'm kind of tired of being diplomatic right about now. <sighs> very well. So, can leave this all to Setsa? Who else might we bring in, uh, bring in if you are indisposed at the current? Hmm. Give me a minute to think, but I'm sure we've got somebody. Well, hey, I Someone mean, this would man be... man training? Hey, this is a great chance to get out and new, meet new species. What about Garal? Yeah, that could be a possibility. Um... I mean, that's got to have some potential right there for cross-species, you know, interaction. And I want video. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, the grawl in the matter. Uh, anyone else? Hmm. Nobody else really comes to mind, sir, but let's be honest. I'm not much of a people person. Okay. I'm just going to assign Eli to this as well. Ouch. Sorry, Eli. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, uh, Executive Omoran of all personal as they come, and uh, Malios uh, Segra. He's a duke. I mean, he's nobility, but at the same time, it's Again, I don't think too bad. I mean, they're volunteering to come out all this way to the Archer system. Yeah, definitely leave me out of it then. I can't stand nobility. All that holier-than-thou, born-better-than-you shit. I just deck him. Yeah, good to know. Uh, yeah, so I'll try to keep you out of this as best I can. Uh, but yeah, thanks for the feedback. No worries. I'm not saying you can't call me in now and again. I just don't want to babysit. Alright, yeah, sounds good. And, I mean, with sets of dealing with the tardigrades, she's probably got the rec- uh, requisite uh, level of patience to really deal with this. I hope so. Mine's been exhausted. Gotcha. Well, I'll let you get back to flying the ship. Righto. Kara tosses off a sloppy salute and turns around and just heads back out to fly the ship. We cut down to sickbay, where Eli has been given the not orders, but just general check to see if he would be available to do escort duty. He's he's on the bridge. Trust me. He is okay. the first officer, so bridge. Okay, so he's on the bridge. So he has just received a little notification that inquiring from Gray's if he's available for diplomatic escort duty. And with the sort of the subtext that if he's not available, he could nominate another member of the crew. Um, I just got a message that I have a patient coding down in sickbay, so I think, uh... Hmm, I, I think, uh... Hmm. Y- y- there is Cara a business executive. Kara's already said no. Um, but I, this is out of character. But there is an no, executive... I, no, I'm, I'm saying it. Yeah. I'm saying it in character. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of taking you through some accessory logic. There's an executive, as in a business person, that's one of the VIPs. Oh god, you want checkers to do it, don't you? <laughs> if you're up to it. I was about to say, immediately Kara hears about this and volunteers herself instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Kara said no. 
I, I'd ask Checkers himself. I'm I'm not going to be the one to ask him. Eli says that, you know, into his combat since he doesn't want to go <laughs> actually go into Graves' ready room yet. Uh, Graves replies from his ready room on the comms. <laughs> Just one room away. Uh, Alright, I'll give him bo- uh, give him a ping. Alright. O'Connor out. Gr- uh, Graves to Mr. Checkers. <clears throat> Do you get a response? Hey, where have you been? It's been, like, two weeks. What do you mean, where I, I've been po- captaining a ship. Yeah, I know, I've been waiting for a pickup. You guys left to go somewhere else. Wait, you're on Magellan? Yes, I have been since, you know, we came here the first time. You've been on Reliant. No, no, I haven't. Captain, are you okay? Uh, did you get into the, did yeah, you get into the burrito juice? Are you seeing things? No, no, we definitely... Oh, just just give me a moment. Graves just puts the comm on hold, checks the ship's status to see which checkers they've got. Like, if they've got a checkers on board. They they, they do. Ah, wait, I should have made your roll. Graves badge. Graves taps his comm badge. Uh, Graves, Graves to Bryce, did you have checkers report to sickbay and do a full check? We appear to have two. Bryce responds... Two, sir? Yeah, two. Apparently there's one on Starbase Magellan. Let's treat this as a potential shape-shifting incident, or transporter clone, or... I don't know yet. Uh, but let's get on right on top of this. Bryce looks down at various op- uh, various items he's... Uh, well, the... Um, uh, he, uh, he looks around for, uh, the cargo bay and says, As you wish, sir. Be right on it. There's nods. Ah... Uh, Turns the comm badge back on to the channel he had with Starbase Magellan and says, Um, Packers, you don't have any twins, do you? Um, I have a cousin, no twins. Um, alright. Well, we have the checkers on board as well, and I'm definitely sure about this. He better not touch Brenda. If he goes anywhere near the hive. What hive? Um... Don't don't worry about that. Well, I'm gonna worry about a bunch of stuff if I'm thinking alien infiltration and the word hive. It's bees. Hmm. All right, that somehow makes me feel a little bit better about the situation. Um. Yeah, we'll just keep a tab on the situation, but definitely don't go anywhere because if you say try to flee, then that's gonna be bad. Alrighty, I'll be here. I've I've built up the promenade pretty good, I think. Been putting some. All right. Putting the word out. You're welcome. Yeah, and I may much. have lied in my pockets a bit, but anyway. Yeah, it's only due. Definitely been there myself, so don't worry about that. Um, yeah, and we'll be there in a few hours to, uh, yeah, deliver off some stuff and maybe you'll have a brother? I mean, that's kind of the best case scenario we can help from here. There's a Sweet. Squeak. There's a squeaky voice in the background. We got the latest shipment from Discount Dan. Where do you want it? Right over there. Yeah, yeah. Graves says, all right, I'll let you be, but yeah, we'll be there in a few hours. Uh, relying out. Graves sighs. Takes his head. Ugh, better go see this. And he heads down to sickbay. While, uh, yeah, let's see. I just want to add, as Graves goes down to sickbay, he still sees Eli in the first officer's chair, even though he said there was a patient coding. <laughs> Graves nods. Heads over to the, uh, Turbo lift and heads 
down to sickbay. In the meantime, Rictier, Garog. Um, Bryce is delegated to you to investigate the ice linear rod while he's investigating the case of the two checkers. Right, you well, got the, the ice um, linear rod. You... The computer lab would be this way. That would be the, the most uh, likely place to have something that we could connect into this. Hopefully it's going to have the appropriate equipment to read these. These are very specific types of data storage devices. Well, if, if we don't have anything on tap, hopefully we should have some uh, replicator patterns for them. And we'll head off to see what we can plug this thing into. Very well. Alright, so you've got the benefit of the engineering lab and the ability to try to find an interface to that. You could simply try to just activate it, just to see what you can do there, but that might be problematic. You could try more subtly to access the data, but it would require more successes. Uh, yeah, well, I would like to try and uh, um, do it in a like a secure, cordon off, uh, isolated kind of environment, computer environment, so the hardened so things are spreading from the rod. If there's anything bad on it in terms of malware and thing viruses spreading from the rod to the computer system generally all all right so rick tier you're going to do a reason engineering role check uh chorog you're going to assist and you may also have the computer assist as well you need three successes to make this work um on a first go otherwise we'll see what happens which one am i running uh reason engineering would I be able to pull uh, knowledge and its careful application can solve anything value? Yes. Okay, I will do that then. And if necessary, I can use right. my improvised construction to uh, build something on the fly. That'll read it. All right, so that is uh, reason, you say? Yep, reason engineering. Okay, that's just 17. All right, so between you, you've got three successes. Since uh, that was an assist roll from Chorog, so you only get the one. But <laughs> Kara, so for the audience, uh, Kara just posted a man filled with tubas, a uh, man dressed in tubas, and I'm just wondering, is that what you're imagining for the improvised device Chorog to build to help access the isolinear rod? Actually, what I had been imagining it was Kara. Kara goes down to the cargo bay and finds that in one of the crates. Hey, look, musical armor. <laughs> Okay, looks yeah, like okay. looks like a looks like a minion fart gun. I mean, it is impressive. I mean, wearing an entire like armor set of tubas. So definitely, people from the internet, go Google that right now, just so you can get the complete experience. Because I might be referencing that later. So on the isolinear rod, what you have, oddly enough, is a set of co local coordinates from what you can surmise is probably the location of the stash. And that's it. Well, it's, I mean, we could we could probably try to plug these coordinates into the astrometrics computer and see what it tells us. I mean, the coordinate I meant is on the ship. Oh, a simple set of X, Y, Z, and meters. Well, let's pull up a let's pull up a map of the ship and find out where exactly this is pointing to. Mm, yeah. So, so Rick T will pull up a hologram of of the ship and. Uh, 
plot a red blinky dot on it where the where the coordinates line up. All right. So let's see if I can actually do this correctly. So, because I've got a list of facilities on Reliant, including Dex. Yeah. Okay. So, so the start next... Next. Just start looking so you down by the waste processing unit. Your next uh, location, over in Hydroponics, Deck 8, appears to be the location. Seems to be in a rather well-trafficked area. Well, I mean, relatively speaking, Hydroponics is always busy with some kind of movement. Yeah, who would notice just some random person going in there and stashing something? Alright, well, uh, we've got no idea when, when this was stashed, so we can't even try and look up the sensors. Could have been done. I guess you look at the data recorders and see if we can get, catch whoever looks out of place in there. We ought to go find whatever this thing is first, make sure it's not dangerous. I mean, we've got the whole time the, from the, when the Reliant was built to now pretty much to check. That's a pretty big time span. Mm. Uh, let's see if uh, the, the stash, this uh, set of coordinates have anything more that we can find out about it. So the rod itself just has the coordinates, so your next point of investigation would be the location, which appears to be in the wall as well. Hydroponics. Uh, this time, even though it was um, Chorg last time, Rick here will start uh, opening up the panel around where the, where the um, coordinates say. Uh, let's go with a insight engineering role. And that is a 12. No! No successes! Chora, after Richtier, uh breaks the tool he's using to try to open the panel, uh, Chorog basically brute forces it off. Inside you find another stash. For what's contained, I will have each of you roll one d20, and then I'll pick someone at random to then roll the final d20. All right, a five and eight. And Rick, go ahead and roll one more. Oops, I'll better, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of numbers. That's nice. That's a <laughs> lot. All right. What you find inside is more weaponry. So another disruptor pistol, a generic manufacturer, basically, yeah, third party, not affiliated with any government, just stuff you can basically go buy in certain CD places. Uh, you find another isolinear rod, and you also find a fine oil painting. It happens to be of a countryside, about two feet by three feet uh, in total size. Okay, this is starting to get weird. Uh, starting? And... Art piece. Uh, I guess we could see if we could the computer would be able to identify if this is a recognized piece of art or or perhaps who made it. Yep. Yeah, we should see if the scan if there's any kind of hidden messaging on it. Alright. Well uh computer uh analyze um art frame scene of uh landscape uh identify Painter, identify piece, uh, location, and see if there's any hidden uh, 
cryptographic messages inside. So the computer returns that this is a piece by the Afrosian artist known as Gol. Gol? Uh, entitled Last Weekend, painted in 2255, stolen in 2394. So someone stole this art piece and has been stashing it here on the Reliant. Um, almost been here 25 years? Well, it's been stolen for 25 years anyway. Assuming that these were there at the start of the construction of the Reliant. Yeah, these these weaponry, you could buy these anywhere. There's just common grade. I wouldn't even use these military applications. Do we have any... Uh, Rick here will want to look up the um, criminal uh, investigation, see if there's any uh, suspects or clues about who this person might be is from there that they might use. They might so... This, uh, I can actually gotta look up a star chart real quick. Um, let's see, I think I should have one. Actually, I'm just gonna really quickly look up the STO star chart. I could give a clue with that. Uh, make it bigger. All right, that's a bust right now. The internet's not <laughs> playing along. Um, let's just say that your art piece uh, was being transported uh, through the Rigel system when it was went missing from the shipping uh, container that it was supposed to be a part of. A lot of er, a thorough investigation proceeded. Uh, some crew members were suspected of the theft, but no proof was ever le uh, levied, and despite some protests, no charges were ever filed either. Is going through the Rigel system, um, inbound, uh, let's say, uh, to a trading station uh, between Federation and Romulan Republic space. All right, let's uh, compare the crew rosters. All right, that's good. Uh, good place to start. You find a list of names and no guiding pieces of information between them. There's no one there that would be part of uh, the uh, Reliant crew. Hmm. Well, if it wasn't a crew member, maybe one of the Starbase crew members? Maybe a, a contact of one of ours? What do you think, Chorog? It very well be. We could also cross-reference that particular listing with anyone that... Could have had any kind of contact during the ship's construction. Hmm. A uh, 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 computer uh, correlate um, crew of the um, transport vessel with the engineering crew on the on the shipyard for the construction of the Reliant. No correlation found. Crew of the Magellan? Question mark. No correlation found. So, no correlation found. Well, this stuff got here somehow. Where are the... This is Rigel. Uh, what's near Rigel? Is that, um, well, a bunch of Federation planets, and it's close to the border with Romulan space. We don't really have any Romulan crew, do we? We got a security officer. Yep. <laughs> 
Oh god, I've implicated Green Dragoon. Janik <laughs> uh, uh, so Rosso is half Romulan. Well, I guess... Um, hmm. you know, if this ship had docked at any number of star bases, anyone could have had access to this hydroponics bay to plant this stuff. And whoever planted it would have had to have infinite knowledge of this ship to know exactly where these access panels were. Yeah, which um, does which does imply a engineering bent. Uh, either one of my own team or someone else. Um, do you reckon it could be some um, a contact of one of the construction crew? Stands to reason, really. Okay, computer, identify any um, connections between the engineering team that constructed Reliant and the crew on board the freighter. A third cousin twice removed is found. To start. Yeah, I mean, it's the third cousin, though. That's like uh, four generations apart, I believe. Maybe You do also have another Isilnir rod to investigate. Right, well, uh, I mean, we could go and um, conjecture all we want, but uh, we do have this isolinear rod. Let's try and see if that'll get any more information. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, activate it and see what it does. So we cut from there to a corridor where Setsujigoro and uh, Gural... Lan Ru, our new xenoanthropologist, is walking behind a very, uh, let's say, very well ironed looking uh, Ibi in a white, very sort of boxy um, suit uh, with kind of like a flowing, like it, it's, uh, the outfit has pants, but also has sort of like a flowing trail behind it as well. At the epaulets are little uh, carite bands, so little special Ibi um, alloys that have a relatively bronze color. And the diplomat is in full extra, uh, exaltation mode. And if Karu, uh, if you would mind playing Goral. I really should have studied for this part. <laughs> uh, overly excited. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can get some feedback. But yeah, I mean, we got fan art. I want to be nice with fan art. I like the fan art. It had Darty in it. I like Goral. But I want Goral in here. Not for long, but at least one scene? I mean, I will do my best. <laughs> okay, and then if you get comments, yeah, totally fine. But, yeah. So, um, anyway. So, the Ibi officer, or the Ibi executive, this is Omoran Eval, Um, She is just extolling that Yes, the Ibi have had a long period of isolation, seclusion, of maintaining at arm's length trade contacts, but, yeah, the administration is wanting to put that time behind us. With the incident that happened with your ship has, you know, spurred us on a little bit, seeing things in a little bit of a wider point of view, moving on from our past and insecurities from that era. So, yes, we are endeavoring to make the most of this new Alliance Exploration Initiative, Hoping that this little, small little research project can lead to something greater. Well, we're all, you know, walks along with him. Um, you know, most of his claws clicking, you know, on the floor, although there are rubber tips covering the largest of the toe claws. 
He's tapping away on a data pad. So, why is it Ibby and executives wear clothes that drag on the ground again? It's fashion, yeah, right? It's the latest. Yes, fashion. Think of it like, oh, I don't know, an animal that likes to flaunt itself to... Uh, you would say mates, but it definitely doesn't have that connotation. It's more of a... Uh, yeah, just something we like. Just something that appeals. Something that's just a little bit more than the ordinary. Well, careful in doorways. Watch the turbo lift. I heard that Jenkins down on deck five once caught his shirt at it. Ah, and that was a mess. Ah, indeed. Thanks for watching out for me. But I will endeavor to make this a very smooth and well-operation visit. As they walk along, um, they pass by sickbay as Checkers is just walking in. Why, though? <laughs> Ged looks I mean, up. The hell are you doing in here? You know, I'm starting to ask myself that the same question. Uh, could be mental. Come here, sit down, let me give you a brain scan. Brain? I'm, my brain's fine. Wait, I remember, I need to come through here to get to the bees. <laughs> yeah, you better sit down. You, you've seen the bees. They literally attacked Chorog like two weeks ago. I'm still not convinced you're not crazy anyway. No. Look, you can't just come through my domain and say that you're going to not listen to me. This is my kingdom, damn it. He stamps his little foot. <laughs> Graves comes through the Jeffrey's tube hatch. Fuck me, where'd you come from? Um, Jeffrey's tube. Uh, avoiding the VIPs. Ain't that bad. Also, well, um, don't want to be dragged into it. Uh, have a little bit of the history on FR, just in case. And I also need to check on the bees. I was checking those are my bees. I was told there, there's multiple claimants on the bees right now, okay? Who's claiming my bees? Uh, Look. you are. Of course you? I am. There's also I... another trackers. I'm too sober for this. All right. Is it Jeffrey? Uh, yeah, have a... Stay here. I'll go what? have a word with Jeffrey. Checkers turns around and exits the net. <laughs> Who's Ged, Jeffrey? meanwhile, has procured a bottle of alcohol from what can only be described as alcohol space and is already drinking. Graves helps himself to a little bit from Eli's dash, pops the top and says, Yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to be one of those days. Every time you come by, you bring me another headache. I'll try not to. Look, all I'm saying is stay healthy because I sure as hell don't want to see you in here again. Okay, I've been doing pretty good right now, but on that point, I did... I want to ask if there's anything to report on Setsa's progress. Uh, nothing new yet. The remaining implants have established themselves incredibly well. To remove them would require a great deal of, uh, well, bed rest, among other things. Uh, she hasn't been very uh, open to the idea, but neither has she been very open to the idea of leaving them where they are. So, uh, yeah, another headache. Yeah, she's kind of in a holding pattern right now. Uh, but yeah, thanks for letting me know. We talked a little bit, but wanted to get the official lowdown. No problem. Like I said, they can be pulled out, but she'd have to have bed rest for a long period of time. I don't think she's really down for it. No, not with, you know, starting up with a little bit more science work and, yeah, going on a way mission or two. She's really enjoying that. So, anything else new down here? Well... I managed to design some claw caps for Grawl so he doesn't have to wear those tennis balls anymore. That's good. I give it two days and he'll be back to the tennis balls. The tennis balls are pretty cute. 
hey, at least I got him to wear something else for the diplomat. Yeah. Things been, you know, probably a little bit more quiet here since Eli's spending more time on the bridge. Yeah, it's cut my headaches in half. That said, uh, yeah. um, he was good for bouncing new insults off of. Yeah, glad to hear. Um, we could probably put in for a couple more uh, medical assistants if you need them. What, are you saying I'm not doing my damn job? I'm saying there's people that you can throw at headaches uh, a little bit more readily, and we could probably get a few more of them, if you want. Uh, maybe I'd get a night off once in a while, I guess. Yeah, that's probably, good at, uh, probably a good part of this trade, so... Yeah, I'll see what we can do. But in the meantime, I probably gotta go take another look at the bees real quick. Ged goes back to grumping in silence. Gra uh, Graves heads back into the uh, Jeffrey's tube. And he sees checkers who found another way around. <laughs> nope. Fancy seeing you here. Uh, yeah, so who's Jeffrey? My cousin, I just told you. Are we talking about cousin who identifies himself as checkers and would be on Starbase Magellan? No. Wait, Magellan? What? Okay, then no, this I've is probably. Yeah, there's been another you that's been on the Starbase this whole time. That's dumb. Oh, my cousin Jeffrey works for. Uh, for the company, you know? Oh, apparently we have two checkers. Yeah, and my. My cousin isn't. You know, he doesn't even have checkers as a last name. Works for. Yeah. W.Y. Works for the company. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking you might have been duplicated. What? Du no. As it's dumb. I. Well, we'll see what happens when we get to Magellan, but be there in a few hours. Sort this out. Are you having uh, medical take a look at it from there, and just to give us a um, yeah, a few assurances about what we might be dealing with? But so far, they haven't picked me back. So. Well, I'm me. I don't. I don't see what the issue is. Well, there might be two use. Like, I mean, best case scenario, you've been transporter duplicated. Just something went wrong, transporter system made a copy of you. How would that make you feel? I haven't been anywhere near transporter in months. Well, I mean, some kind of duplicate. Otherwise, this is probably an undine or a changeling. Or you're an undine or a changeling, but, I mean... I'd know if I was an undine or a changeling. Hold on a second, I'd know that, though. Well, I'm also pretty sure the bees would know that, too. Exactly. The bees. The bees know me. So, Right, okay. Darla? He says, no, pets the, the hive. <laughs> so, Grave says, okay. So, let's just say, you, you've got two U's. Where do you see things moving from there? Just so I know what I might be dealing with once the static is over. Have you ever watched Highlander? Mm, not particularly. Okay, so there's this guy. He's immortal. Um, he cuts people's heads off with swords. Other people that are immortal. Um, there can only be one. Is what they would say. This is a completely different situation. Um, I'm sure something could be resolved. Maybe. Okay, so no chopping heads off. That's. I'm just gonna lay that down as an order. Um. Okay. Um. I could work with that. Yeah. All right. Oh, I gotta get back to stuff on the bridge, so, um, yeah, just sit tight down here and... Takes out a notebook, writes down, vaporize. <laughs> uh, Graves does not see that, and he's, Graves says, alright, I'll, um, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out down here. Um, there's a bit of a contraband hunt, as I understand it, uh, in... Oh, progress. shit, hold on, I gotta go. Checkers is out of the... <laughs> Graves just blanks and just shrugs... And just heads up the ladder. 
we cut to uh, Chorog and Richtier. You have another isolinear rod. You can either do the simple approach or the complex approach. Which do you do? Do the complex approach Chorog again? That's too complex. I like that. All right. It's another engineering reason roll, and I'll just remind you that the ship can also assist. Uh, what is the ship's roll? Uh, huh. I don't figure it if engin- I'm going to have to adjust the reliance stats. I wanted to figure out our engineering is one. But engineering one, and then uh, computer uh, ship roll of 11. Yeah, upgrade the ship. Okay, so we've only got one success. Oh, no. So, you make a little progress. Uh, let's see, did you also roll for the ship? Yes. Okie dokie. You don't trip anything, but you definitely don't succeed. So you can try the simple approach now. Alright. Uh, uh, Same rolls, but... Fortunately, computers was never something I really was good at during the academy. I think I'd be better at hacking computers and losing my touch. Okay, so three on the simple approach. Alright, so you, on the simple approach, do very well. So you're able to pick up the next bit of the data, which is another set of locations, but also a word as well. And it's a simple flag, and you can kind of just basically read it as a little bit of metadata. But it's the word payment. So is this the payment, or is it asking payment for this? It's just the statement of, just the word payment. Yeah. Well, that is an in-character statement to Chorog. <laughs> well, this can either be the payment for a mission that was never completed, or this is payment for leaving the breadcrumbs for us to follow. We'll have to see what it is in order to determine what the payment form is. All right, well, let's uh, look up the next set of coordinates. The next set of coordinates are in the gym on deck seven, underneath the deck plating. And it's a little deeper than you would expect as well. Okay. In this case, I'm thinking this was a payment for a task that has yet to be completed. Whoever was assigned this task never completed it or collected on the payment, so let's be careful about this. We know about deck seven and a half, right? You do know about deck seven and a half. It's not that deep, though. It's okay. just basically, it's not just underneath the panel. You probably, based on your expertise, would know that you also would have to remove a piece of uh, gravity plating as well. Though mm. so it's not a simple job that someone could just take off the panel, just throw this down there. There's a little bit more involved in that if they approached it in the normal way. Yeah, so either we're getting confirmation that this was done during building or one of my own engineering team. This is not something that is a quick and easy job that a stranger might be able to do. This is. Um, this is structural. This had to have been completed during the ship's construction. Let's see. Do you want to contact the security team to see what they've um, been able to find in the cargo bay? Yes, let's let's do that. Um, Rick here to Bryce. Bryce here. We've uh, found a couple more stashes, uh, and I'll give the details. Um, 
The latest ones is is an under the floor in the gym under not only the deck plating but under gravity plating as well. This would not be a easy thing to remove, but it would require um knowledge and access to the sh various schematics of the ship. Ah, very well. Um should let you know that from the first container we found, that first panel, we found signs of transporter activity from the uh, deuteranium uh, box that the uh, materials were effectively left within. Uh, so someone is transporting them here. Whoever that, that is, is has to have intimate knowledge of the construction of this ship in order to have a precise beam-in like this. Mm. Or a scan would do. We are currently looking for signs of anomalous transporter activity from the ship's logs. All right, we will continue updated with uh, any more um, stashes we find, and uh, keep keep you updated on what what else we find. We have actually there is something we found um, an art piece, and we'll go into the description of of the piece and what we were able to find about the. Um, the heist that it was where it was stolen from. Hmm. That was concerning. Um, we all contact relevant authorities about the matter, but I would uh, ask you to investigate the last cache that you found with some haste. Alright, we're on our way. Trog pipes in real quick. Also, if you're doing sensor, check the ship's sensor data packets. Sometimes smugglers will use those to hide transporter signals. I've done it myself. Uh, Bryce acknowledges, and you are free to proceed to the next set of coordinates. All right, so let's go to the gym. Um, are there any specific tools that Rick would need to open things up? Um, Starfleet equivalent of screwdrivers, as well as other equipment to disconnect power couplings and stuff like that. It's right. a little bit more involved, so you might want to bring a couple of engineers along with you to help with the deconstruction of that deck panel. Alright, I will call in some of my more um, trustworthy uh, officers and um, with, with the necessary crew. It's going to be heavy, because deck plating's pretty big. And you may want to bring some Precise equipment, because we don't know what's waiting for us down there. And uh, that box has been booby-trapped. We need delicate... We, we, we're going to need some delicate lock-picking equipment. Also, um, lighting. Because it is fairly well under... Who knows uh, what the lighting situation will be down there. Alright, you bring the tools. Everything's all set up. The gym is uh, emptied, and you are free to proceed. So... You can roll with your assists um, for another uh, engineering control for the first roll. Okay, and does this, this count to, as a technical a source of a technical problem for the ship? Uh, you're going to have to disable uh, part of the gravity plating, so you are going to have to shunt some power around and make sure that the gravity fields aren't going to sort of you know get too out of whack in the room. So, it so would, I would say that the technical sorry it would count as a technical problem. Okay, so my um I know my ship talent 
which grants me an extra bonus dice, would come into play. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Reason engineering, right? Uh, control engineering control in this case. Sixteen. Also, you know how to. Re- one of Chorog's focuses is cr- criminal enterprises, so that would mean he should be um, that, pretty good at picking locks. If that comes up, yes. So three successes from Rick Tier and on the assist, uh, Chorog with one. So you're able to easily you build up a couple of momentum, and you're easily able to get the deck plating off. So what you find underneath that, it's a little peculiar. It basically looks like, it looks a little sloppy because you're able to see this whole thing in full. It's a box that has basically been put into position in sort of like a, a gap left here. But there's part of the superstructure that's basically been nicked. So it looks like it's been carved out a little bit. So this would fit the supposition that these have been beamed into Reliance. So this next box, though, is locked. So if Chek, uh, Chorog wants, he can go ahead and make an attempt to open it via lockpicking. It's a data-driven uh, recursive lock, but mm, someone like him would have come across those before. Okay. So you'll need two successes on a uh, control uh, security. Roll. Can uh, Rick assist? Rick can assist. Also, uh, your lock picking was that a talent or? Um, I, one of my focuses is criminal enterprises. Yeah, so that would definitely work. So you have got that. Sh- actually, was a critical for you. So uh, with that three, so you have two successes. So you're able to pop the lock, and I'll have you each roll. Let me just make one adjustment because there's one item here that is not going to be. So good. So I'm going to do a couple of things here. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay, let's just do, do that. Okay, each of you rolls two d20. Fours. You got fours. What is drug? All right. <laughs> okay. So, um. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be good. Okay, so, uh, Rick, you find, like, you're the first to spot, there's just a crap ton of gold plus platinum in here. Chorog, what you find is a pair of underwear and a signed photo of Captain Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're used, too. Do you make any attempt to try to identify the underwear? We need to scan this underwear and find out who's missing underwear. Uh, hopefully there'd be at least some trace of whoever was wearing them on them still. So what you have is a pair of boxer briefs. They look pretty old. So you're able to put those aside. Those aside. And then once you sort of move some of this material out, like the gold press latinum, you're able to find another isolinear rod, but you're also able to find a data pad in there. Data pad or isolinear rod first? Uh, is that in character? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, both at the same time, perhaps. I will take that as the pad, since uh, that's probably the yep. easiest that 
we can do right now. Yeah, we should try to hack into this pad and find out what's on it. All right, let's do the pad. So the data pad has, it's a simple password security lock, but nothing fancy. The model of pad also just, it, uh, it's generic, but it it also matches what a Ferengi would use. It's, it's a very common style of pad among Ferengi traders. Yeah, I've seen this before. This is a, a common model, but I've seen Ferengi use this thing. This is nothing fancy, but its encryption could be quite daunting. Well, uh, let's give it a so try. To, so to crack it, you need a engineering reason roll. Orange uh, uh, is 18. And Rick will assist. With All right, three successes. So with three successes, you're able to access the data pad. The data pad has on it a um, not a whole lot of information. Uh, some intel on the inventory that you just received. But it also just has a picture on it of an individual. Who is Ibby? It is specifically the executive. We need to get Kara down here immediately. Yeah, probably. Trog taps on his com. On his communicator, open up a private channel to Kara. Trog to Kara. You need to get down here immediately. Come along. And um, uh, Rick where? will also t- tap his com badge and go for Bryce. Rick, Rick to Bryce. Bryce here? Uh, we have found a data pad uh, in this last stat- stash that has the uh, EB executive's picture in it. Uh, yeah. Current working theory is that it's either the executive's but more likely is that the executive is going to be targeted by something. We're in the gymnasium. Be careful you're not Very followed. Um, all right. I will get onto some work and I'll be down right away. With that, Gray, uh, Bryce taps his, uh, closes the channel, immediately communicates uh, with Graves, and Graves sets the ship to red alert. Kara stands up at as the, the ship goes to red alert, looks over at Moon and says, eh. Um... Take over for me for a bit. Yep. And then she, uh... So... Are you going? As you do that, you just go to the turbo lift, a Romulan... No, no, he does, she doesn't go to the turbo lift. She doesn't go to the oh, turbo okay. lift. okay. Okay, so she stands up and she tells Moon that. Then she taps her comm badge and says, Car to the transporter room. Transport me directly to the gym, please. And as you beam out, the Romulan bird of prey decloaks in the main view screen, and Moon's just looking at that with just a a very surprised look on his face and a slight twitch. Eli sighs. Open a channel, please. All right, and with that, let's just quick, uh, um, let's just jump uh, back to the gym real quick. So, Kara arrives, and Bryce arrives. Well, I beamed in. No chance I was followed. Trog hands Kara the pad. Look at this. Nice. Friend of yours? Not what I know. But don't we have someone on board that looks like this? Maybe. Bryce says, that is Executive uh, Amaranaval, one of our two IBVIPs. 
Ah, okay. I hadn't seen him. He's not come past the bridge, thankfully. We also should get oh. this uh, data rod examined. I'll go and do that while um, figure out what snicks for security. The ship rocks with a very Star Trek style <laughs> as Cara, we've apparently been hit by something. Kara loses her footing and falls to the ground and props herself up on an elbow and says, God damn it, I knew I should have stayed on the bridge. Um, so, I'm going to so, make you roll. Uh, hey, go ahead. Okay. Kara, you're going to have to roll for this. Um, <laughs> little kid. Okay. Well, that's AEI Judge Cat's being speedy. But uh, go ahead and roll uh, fitness control. Complication range. I'm going to throw a fourth uh, thread into this. So, complication range is 16. Well, first off, I can't roll fitness control because that's two different stats. Oh, sorry, sorry. Fitness security. Two Two successes. successes. Your hand does not. Your hand does not uh, fall onto the pair of underwear that is just outside the hole. That's disgusting, Duncan. It does not. Still a disgusting idea. (laughs) Yep, I know. (laughs) That's what I wanted to spend my thread on tonight. So, anyway. You cut back to the bridge. Eli is in command. Because I'm... Graves is still on a Jeffrey's tube. Um, so what hit us? I'm gonna ask that out of character first Uh, of all. Okay, so you just got a glancing uh, disruptor blast. Just... Trying to make an aggressive point. They have not responded to hails yet. Power to weapons. Although you should try again. And keep hailing them. If they fire on us again, I want you to just hit them. Okay. Be sure to the, target your subsystems. The second hail comes on, and you get a distorted... You don't know who you're talking with. It's a distorted view screen. You're not getting, like, the Romulan, like, commander just standing there in full light. Haha, I am telling you who I am relative to you. It's a distorted voice saying, uh, I'm just having to sort of think through this one. We demand the personage of Omar Anaval. Hand them over, and you will be on your way. Um, first off, who? Secondly, no. If we, if we do have them, no. If we don't, still no. I don't deal with terrorists. Um, Sizzik, who, or actually, let's put it, uh, let's say, um, do we have Larissa back on the ship yet? I think so. Yes, she's already back. Okay. She's actually been taking over weapons for quite some time. Okay, just making sure, because she wasn't on our, uh, list yet. Uh, Larissa says, um, sir, I believe Amaranaval is one of the VIP passengers. You didn't have to see that, I was trying to bluff. Uh, sorry, sir. Moon, meanwhile, is just looking down at his console. Crazy, Ibby bitch leaves the bridge for five minutes, and this is what I gotta deal with? Okay, why do you want this person? Please tell me that. It is a matter of business. Business, business, it's always something like that. So, a report arrives for Eli detailing the events of the, um... Uh, investigation. So he has the information now about the contraband that they've also secured. This doesn't seem relevant, he says, looking Earth. he thinks, looking at it. Looking at the data pad. So he's got a lot of list of money and 
or money just as a back pocket thing. That could be related. So, what does Eli do at this point? Any advice? <laughs> so, basically, like, I uh, threw the, um, uh, the contraband at you, because you could try bribing the Romulan captain. I, I just said I don't negotiate with terrorists. I'm not giving him money. <laughs> I know. Uh, just putting it out there. You can also try to locate the captain. Uh, you could try to call for assistance from Starbase Magellan. You're just you're not too far away from it at this point. All right. And... Yeah. Okay, that's actually a good idea. Eli's gonna, you know, write on a data pad like call for help and just like sort of like just scratch his back and sort of like show it to. Her. Larissa, while looking at the camera. Larissa nods and sends a transmission. The Romulan says, "We are who you think who you suspect is a Romulan uh, through the sort of the distorted page." Says, "There's a matter of business for us," and just sort well, of like leaves it there. Well, we are a post-scarcity society, and. Uh, Business doesn't really matter to us. Um, no currency, nothing of the like. So perhaps you should come back later. Maybe there will be a Ferengi around. And if you don't like, uh, we got phasers. The Romulan charges their weapons, but doesn't act on that for now. I've already um, ordered weapons charged. Yeah, you're you're already good. So I'm hoping to like resolve this shortly. But does anyone else arrive on the bridge, seeing what the hell is going on here? What model of bird appraises, this, by the way? It's a Talis. Okay, it's been actually. Uh, let's go with a no. It's a Tavaro. So not great. The Reliant is a match for it, and could probably win in a fair fight. The thing is, is that you could maybe try to disable the vessel, and sort of you know, you, you don't have to clobber it, but you can either you know go full on attack or fire to disable. If you want to take that route. Well, yeah. Eli did say target the subsystems. Okay. So, just going through those options there. Who's our weapons officer? Is that Larissa that's also doing weapons? Larissa, yeah, Larissa's on the weapon system. So, she's on the arch behind the uh, captain's uh, chair complex. Fire a warning shot. Let them know we meet business. With reinforcements on the way. I'm sure we could manage enough. So, they fire back. So we're going to have some spaceship combat for once. It um, was a warning shot. You all fucked up now. Yeah, so they, they, they fire back. It's sort of another glancing shot with their primary disruptors. But they're trying to uh, get the shields down. Um, so, let's go through... I did not plan for combat. Oh, yeah, just a second. So, uh, we're pretty close to the end. So if you just want to call this a cliffhanger... Um... Yeah, it's just a question of 20 minutes. I'm hoping to get this done in five, because I wasn't planning on spending too much, uh, too much time on this one. Uh, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do like a, a single post roll, or, or let's just do a, stra a straightforward roll. Let's see, basically, they fire, you fire back. Larissa goes ahead and tries to just basically give them a really good hit on a um, sort of a vulnerable subsystem complex. So Larissa's just going to go ahead and do... A assisted tactical uh, or <laughs> to momentum, get a dice. There we go. Four successes. Yeah, she disables the vertebrae. <laughs> so the um the the vertebrae then tries to hail the reliant. 
pick up, and let's see what they got to say. It comes back on, but this time you can actually see the officer. They are in a Tal Shiar uniform, kind of a stoic, classical um, uh, uh, male Romulan, looking a little bit flustered. Like, he's evaluating his priorities right now with his ship more or less disabled. He says, this is a matter of business for us. Specifically, we are contracted to... Eliminate someone on your crew using a transporter device, or someone on your ship using a transporter device. That is of secondary importance to us, to our payment. Contracted, you say? I didn't know the Tal Shiar scooped that low. It is not traditional. I'll say. And here I thought you were one of those random warlords out there that the Fenris Rangers are wiping out, but... No, actual Tal Shiar... Reinforcements are on the way. Shut everything down. Surrender. You'll be treated fairly. The officer sighs, nods, and closes the channel. Eli sits back down in the first officer's chair. Ooh, doesn't take the captain's chair yet. Just, he just says to himself, holy shit, did I just do that? <laughs> Eli just did that. Did he say that out loud? Yes, he just says that like, like just mutters it. Like, holy shit, did I just do that? Uh, there comes a muttering from Moon. You didn't do shit. Larissa did it. <laughs> I ordered. <laughs> Larissa just stretches, cracks her knuckles a little bit, and just looks relatively pleased with herself. I mean, I gave the witty banter. That's what I meant. So okay, with that... Okay, I admit, the stoop low thing, that was good. You hit him in the pride where it hurt. So, with that, a couple of, uh, a couple of ships, a Republic uh, Mogai uh, escort, as well as a Federation inquiry class, arrive in relatively short order and begin uh, processing the Romulan Warbird. Um, what you discover on the last isolinear rod is, again, another set of coordinates, and this is for the quarters that have been assigned to, this op- or have been assigned to the um, uh, VIP. The overall plot, as you can make out, is that the containers were left as payment on the ship, as well as a guiding set of instructions at the last minute, that the Romulans were supposed to beam out while cloaked, and then deliver the assassination device, taking out the uh, VIP. However, that plot has been foiled, and you are able to get the, basically do a little bit of backtracking on the data, and find that Madrin, Ferengi, was involved. And with that, we can leave it open to any final scenes people want to. Uh, my final scene my is fi- just Rick here going back, picking up, uh, picking up his data bag and popping uh, a new uh, cargo container going back to where we started off at the beginning of the episode. Are there the blue barrels of death? Uh, yes, the blue barrels of the death, blue- though um, not stored up don't, high. Don't stand near them. Not stored they up have high. Already been, they've already been knocked around, and the cargo bay is in some disarray after the little scuffle Reliant had. So, Chorog's in his quarters going over that Ferengi data pad, seeing if he could mine some information from it. And he manages to trigger a subdirectory. What would I need to roll to do that? Uh, let's go with uh, 
engineering, actually security insight. Two successes. You get to the subdirectory. Trog starts going through the names. He sees some he doesn't know, some he does know. Skossimov uh, is not that much of a threat. But he finally finds one name that does make a does make a difference. Madrin. Madrin. All right, Eli. Uh, I'm going to start out with the the better one. Eli is uh, Eli is trying to knock on Graves's court, uh, ready room door when he's in. Graves is in, although you don't actually see him go through the bridge, but he's in now. Eli knocks on his door. Captain. The door opens. Uh, Graves nods. Oh, hey, good work out there. He comes in and closes the door. I did not expect that. Holy, did did we beat the Tall Shiar? Or, you know, a ship of them? Uh, we built a, beat a Tall Tall Shiar, apparently. That, that's what I mean. I just, I, I really wasn't expecting that. Well, I wouldn't have either. I mean, Tall Shiar, I, but... What it looks like is that they're not necessarily doing that well. Apparently the Republic s- struck some pretty mortal blows against their essential operations. Oh yeah, I, I used and, that as a quip. You missed it. It was great. Yeah, sorry about you that. Could, was, you could visibly was. see his pride hurt. There was this split moment where you could see where he died inside a little bit. <laughs> Grave smiles and nods like, yeah, those are good moments. Yeah, but uh, there's one thing I wanted to mention. Mm, this, yeah. yeah, this was a pretty big thing for me. I felt like I was finally doing something important as a first officer, and it still feels like I'm not respected. Well, sorry to hear that. Let's see. Let's take a little bit more time on the uh, you know, primary shift here. Yeah. It, the, the, there's always the captain's chair for the officer, the, the standing officer on the bridge. I know, I usually, when you go off and give me the bridge, I sit in it, but it's like, it, I just went to first officer's chair and instinct after that. It was just slightly yeah, embarrassing, well, but... I'm just, yeah, well, I mean, first of all, definitely accommodations are in order, so that's going to help with the record. You had to have a little bit of a celebration down on Club 42. Lead off uh, that's, on that. that's not really necessary, just one tall airship. I will say, Larissa definitely deserves a... Accommodation as well. Uh, definitely, but you also handled the situation pretty darn well. Thank you, Captain. I'm up for drinks, though. Not a full-on celebration, but drinks. Okay, yeah, let's do drinks. Uh, yeah, Moon can hold the bridge, and yeah, because we're just coming into dock at Starbase Magellan, and we gotta yeah. see how the checker stuff plays out. Yeah, definitely. And cut to the other scene that I had. <laughs> the other scene comes into play, and oh. just for the audience. Uh, as a little sort of background detail, we accidentally made two checkers, because we, we, like I said, he was part of the ship, and then he was still stuck on Magellan, so, yeah, we're, I'm rolling we're dealing with, with that. Funny. Yes, we are um, rolling with the fact that we accidentally set up two checkers. Checkers, the Magellan checkers is sitting there, his sleeves are rolled up, his prosthetic arm is fully visible in its silvery glory, sitting there looking at a data pad like, I appreciate the money I've made get back to Brenda. And then, switching over to Magellan, or not Magellan, like, fuck. Reliant. They're deep in the Jeffrey's tube. Um, 
checkers with his sleeve with his uh, um, Odyssey coat off. Um, one, both of his arms are completely flesh. He's holding a combat helmet of sorts with checkers written across it, staring down at it. Aww. I can't go back. I'm not going to let them send me on another bug hunt. I have to kill him. Oh no! <laughs> and that scene ends. <laughs> oh no! I, w- I want both checkers. And cut to you know a scene in quarters decorated in cyan and pink. Setsa is sitting on a couch, reading something on a data pad. Kara comes up behind her and taps her on the head to get her attention. Hello, yellow? So, uh, Sajalia, how are things going between you and, uh, Graves lately? Well, I mean, I haven't been doing too much, but I'm a little cute. Okay, well, if I'm, uh, not being too forward, I think you should, uh, I think you should go spend some time with him once we get to the the starbase. He has been very down and grumpy lately. I'm with him on the bridge all the time, so I get to see all his various emotions, from grumpy to really grumpy, to I don't want to be here. Yeah, I don't know, something's been bugging him. Hard to talk, but this conference is off a little bit, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what I can do with him. Well, I can tell you the what, at least he told me. Apparently, Star League is, or Starfleet has been uh, digging into his past, and they don't like what they found. Hooray! Oh, poor Marcus. I'll definitely see what I can do on that point. Yeah, I mean, my solution would be, you know, telling him to go sit on it and rotate. But Marcus is a little more polite than that. Yeah, I mean, old Marcus would have done that, but new Marcus, he's he's pretty well he's pretty well trained. Eh. Maybe if he introduced him to old Marcus once in a while, they'd leave him alone. But that's just my thoughts. Sets a giggles and nods and says, All right, then. Well, I'll spend some time with him on the, uh, on Magellan. You can call it a date, too. <laughs> and flush a little bit. Alrighty. Also, I think it might help you out a bit, Osagelia. I'm sorry about the Borg stuff. I know that Ged wasn't telling you what you wanted to hear, but sometimes life is what it is. Yeah, well, at the very least, it's not as dire as it could be. Yeah, implants out, down in bed for a while, but... You know, someday I might be able to, you know, go through that without really feeling too useless. Uh, well, you know, you're never useless to me. And if you ever get on bed rest, I can bring you all the cookies and candy you can eat. She leans over and gives Setsa ear a kiss. Setsa smiles and says... Well, it's starting to talk me into it. <laughs> And camera cuts away. And somewhere on the... <laughs> just some random person on the internet is going through a bunch of listings. You know, Starfleet contraband auctions. I mean, those can be interesting a little bit, too. And they find a signed picture of Captain Kirk is you know, being put up for sale that they weren't, haven't been able to track down the author. As well as Spock's underpants. And the mission can end right there. Yeah, unless Nick wants to follow that up. All of you to assume Spock wears underwear. Okay. Eli's bidding on the current so, picture. It is highly logical okay, to I'll wear say, underwear. And I'll just say Eli go, uh, wins that bid. <laughs> it's not like Eli doesn't have the money after cleaning out so many gamblers. You know, instead of Spock's underwear, it should be hardcore Fenton Mud's underwear. No. <laughs> 
Oh no. no! Oh, that's something we should, you know, use sometime because, like, the the mud androids, like in Stowe, are running a shop. Literally, oh, muds yeah, market. Do that. Authentic imitation muds underpants. Oh yeah, god! There's no. a future oh. plot thing. Boom. Well, not the underwear. The, oh the yeah, androids. I mean to bring in <laughs> the muds market. Yeah, we can totally do muds market at some point. But yeah, oh, with that, that, um. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Star Trek for Lion. I hope you had some fun with us tonight, and we will be back in a couple of weeks with more adventures with the Star Trek universe and continuing our boundary shenanigans. So with that, thanks for listening, and good night! God, I hope we don't get any more underwear. Bye!